Welcome to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Nolan Edwards. To learn more about Champions Church, visit GodsChampions.com. But God is good. God is so good. He's faithful. And I wanna I wanna take you through I'm gonna take you through something that's close to my heart this morning, close, I believe, to the Father's heart, to bring it to your heart, to bring it to your life today. And so I, once again, I'm going to tell our, I'm going to, once again, our, our altar team, I want you to be ready for words of knowledge today. I believe God has several. But I want, I want to take you through a journey. Uh, I'm going to read quite a bit of scripture in our base scripture today, and everything really flows from that scripture today. And uh, by the way, I have to say too, I got to get a shout, another shout out to my my new acquired brother. He's my new brother, and he happens to live in Cincinnati, Ohio. And when my dad married Peggy after my mom passed away, you don't expect to have special people that you. You're, it's just a blessing when God adds another brother to your life, and a sister, and his kids, and. So I'm just claiming him as brother. Aaron and Sam Stinger, welcome from Cincinnati and the family. God bless you guys. But I want you guys to open up the Bible to the book of Colossians. I'm going to give you the scripture on the screen. But I really believe as we're walking in the days, and really the days that are just in front of us, we need to understand and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. But to get to that, I want to read to you the book, this, not the whole book of Colossians, this, this chapter, first part of this chapter, because in it is packed, in it is packed with so much that all talks about, all surrounds, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Anybody ready? Okay, four of you are ready. Anybody else? Okay, all right, all right, all right. By the way, it's awesome to have, I just have to give you guys uh, kudos this morning and thanks for being here, those of you who got here early and were here when the service started. Yes! I love starting together. Synergy, baby. All right, so Colossians 3, 1 through 17. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's read the word together. You follow along, I'll read, because there's a lot. Therefore, remember, if there's a therefore, you've got to see what's there. It's therefore in the word of God. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking, keep seeking the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your mind. Say with me, set your mind. And keep focused habitually on the things above. The heavenly things. Not on things that are on the earth, which are temporary, of temporal value. For you died to this world, and your new, real life is hidden in, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Anybody looking forward to that day? Let me tell you something. If you're not looking forward to that day, you need to start kicking that into gear because He's coming soon. Don't be, don't, be like one of the, uh, don't be like one of the five virgins that says, oh, we got plenty of time, we'll get some oil. Be, 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 be full of the Spirit of God. Be full and... And be ready, be anticipating, because Christ is coming soon. For you died to this world, and so that when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in his glory. So put to death and deprive of power. Listen. So put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body. With its sensual, self-centered instincts. Immorality, immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is a kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. 
Oh, don't you love the the Word of God? It's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it cuts between joint and marrow, between soul and spirit. So let it cut this morning. Let it separate that which the unrenewed soul and the spirit, and let the spirit take control and renew your soul. Come on, somebody. Because of these things, verse 6, because we don't want anything taking our devotion from God. Come on, somebody. Knoweth nothing. Because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming. Don't be mistaken. Oh, I'm not, you're not getting rid of or away with anything. We will all stand before God. And we will give an account of that which we've done on the earth. Whether good or bad. So, because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. Those who are the sons of disobedience, those who fail to listen and who routinely and obstinately disregards God's precepts. And in these, verse 7, and in these sinful things, you also once walked, you used to walk like that, you were habitually living in them without the knowledge of Christ. But now, but now, it's a new day. So rid yourselves completely of these, all these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene, what's obscene? Abusive, filthy, vulgar language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. For you have stripped off the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new spiritual self who is being continually renewed in true knowledge, in true knowledge, in the image of him who created the new self. Verse 11, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, nor between nations, whether barbarian or Scythian, nor in status, whether slave or free, but Christ is all. But Christ is all and in all, so believers are equal in Christ without distinction. Meaning we come from any and every nation, we come from any background, we come from, it doesn't matter, it just matters that Jesus Christ is in your heart and he lives in you, you serve him and he, he guides your life. And let me tell you something, we're all on equal footing, he loves each and every one of us exactly the same. So, verse 12, as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well beloved by God himself, put on. So we just, we read in verse 8, now get rid, and now we're at verse 12, put on. Say with me, put on. We put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the, what, what, what are we talking about patience? It says, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other if one has cause for complaint against another just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. Anybody feeling that word just kind of, the word's good, isn't it? Mm. On Wednesday night, we've been talking about 40, 40 days in the word and, and studying the word and getting the word in us and being the word and living the word. Verse 14, beyond all these things put on and wrap yourself in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity, for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for others. And now we get to the main topic. But all of these wrap into this verse. Can you see that? If you're doing all of these things prior to this, you're actually going to facilitate verse 15. Let the peace of Christ. What is the inner peace of Christ? I like this explanation in the Amplified. 
It's the inner calm of one who walks daily with Him. Be the controlling factor in your hearts. Deciding and setting, settling. What is that? The deciding factor in your hearts. It's deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace indeed you were called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence on Him, faith dependence on Him, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We can all go home now. That was a good word. We also did was read the word. But let's, let's expound on it a little bit. Let's focus for a second. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and setting, settling Questions that arise. Let. That word alone, let, means we have a part to play. We have an option to not let or to let. To walk in peace that we have or to not walk in peace. To allow circumstances that come your way to affect you or to walk in peace no matter what happens, let. Walk in forgiveness or not. Walk in sin or not. Matter of fact, if you walk in sin, let me tell you something, you're not going to be at peace. Come on, somebody. Why? Because it contradicts the kingdom which is in you. So then there's going to be this battle. There's going to be this warring against God in your own life. So therefore, you're not going to walk in peace. Let. This world, we can all, we can all, uh, it can be a scary place. It can be a daunting place. Christian or not. We're all affected by fear and uncertainty in our lives in different ways. It comes in so many different ways. But it's not an old problem. It's been a constant problem. Let me take you back into the Word of God just for a moment. Remember the 12 disciples just briefly. These guys were Jesus' best friends. They were closest to Him, His closest followers. Spent 24-7 with Christ. And yet they find themselves at the, at the boat. Uh, just one example. They find themselves... Uh, in a boat, in a storm, and Jesus is still with them, yet they've seen all the miracles, but it, they're at this point going, don't you care that we're going to die? And we know that story. But then there's that part where they said, we're with you and we love you, and then they bolted in the moment that trouble arised. And Jesus probably needed them the most, but he knew that they would. Because his grace covers Abraham, the father of faith, the father of faith, wasn't so, uh, he kind of misplaced his faith. When Pharaoh of Egypt showed interest in his beautiful wife and then threatened to take her away, so he says, I need to lie that you are not my wife. And the army of Israel, equipped with swords and spears and, God, and God's promises, trembled at the size of the words of, the size of him and the words of Goliath, and even Elijah having just witnessed one of the greatest miracles in the taking out of the priests that were wicked, and God consumed the sacrifice of water, doused with water, he, said, he consumed it with his fire, and there was not one ounce of water. That same Elijah was also the one running from Jezebel and her words. And went into a time of depression. You see a pattern. We see a pattern here. Left unchecked, 
fear and anxiety in any season can cripple anyone's life. It can. It shouldn't because we should have the let going on. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. But whether it's the stress caused by present struggles, worry brought on by uncertainty or the future or the fear of change or whatever it may be, we're not created to be ruled by fear, worry, or anxiety. And as the Apostle Paul wrote in Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound. Thankfully, God offers us a lifeline. Aren't you glad for God's lifeline? When we get into the sea and the storms and the oceans of fear that rages around us, He doesn't promise us. How many of you noticed that? God doesn't promise us that everything's going to be without pain or hardship. How many of you recognize that? Haven't you had some pain and some hardship? I have. He doesn't promise a life free of pain or hardship, but he does provide the strength to endure any struggle, the hope to persevere through any season, and the peace to overcome any fear. But God. I love that term right there, just but God. Because anybody brings any kind of crazy, bad information to you, someone brings a report to you, someone brings a situation to you, that seems impossible. So a relationship, a situation, a business, or, or your bank account that's empty. You say, but God. Someone gives you a report of, of this is going on in your body. The doctor says this is all we can do. And you say, yeah, but God. But God. I love that. That peace, the peace that surpasses all of our understanding. And the inner calm and the confidence that go with it can be found in Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want to give you a few things that you can write down. And here's number one. Recognize the Prince of Peace has already overcome fear. Even though the world is broken, it's chaotic. From the beginning, God had a plan to redeem His creation and bring about a new and lasting peace through His Son. Isaiah 9, 6, and He, and he prophesied, he, he will be the Prince of Peace. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, what happened? We get, and we, we actually have an inhabitation, we have Jesus coming to live inside. And he's the prince of peace. Peace and harmony are part of God's design for his creation, which includes your life. Colossians 3.15. And it says in 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Yeah, absolutely. The world around us is messy. It's chaotic. Your circumstances may be unresolved. You may be dealing with your own perfect storm right now. It's like everything is coming all at once. However, right now you also have, you also have the ability to experience true peace, confidence, serenity through Jesus Christ who has overcome sin and death, fear and despair. John 16 tells us that. One of the things I could hear today, it's just such a, as we were praising him, I just sensed his peace coming through the room. His spirit. Anytime you're in the middle of that storm, anytime that you are in the middle of that situation, we talked last week about turn your eyes upon Jesus. But let me tell you something. We don't have to look afar off because he's right here within. And you recognize the peace that God has given you as an inheritance. And you say, Father, you are Jesus. You are my peace who has broken down every wall. You are my peace. Take a peace break. Take a moment and recognize His presence who is always with you. And He overcame all fear. You know, there's a great saying that I heard Bill say, and I use it often. You see, fear isn't the absence, or, or faith isn't the absence of fear, it's the presence of belief. Fear is going to still be there. 
but faith overcomes the fear. Because then you're focused not on the fear, you're focused on your faith in Him. Does that make sense? It's where you turn your attention. It's where you place your focus. Let, let, let the peace of God. The peace of Christ doesn't come from running from your problems, ignoring them, or focusing on personal comforts. Because Jesus Christ lives within you, His spirit of peace is also at work within you. Sometimes inviting peace to rule in your heart begins with you choosing to declare who's in charge. Is fear in charge or Jesus Christ in charge? God's spirit is in you, so then everything that is in Him is in you. Everything He has, you have. He has given everything to you and to me as a gift, and He intends for us to use what He's given us to live an overcoming life. I want you to read with me in Isaiah 54, 17. It says this, no weapon, read it with me. Come on, one, two, three. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, says the Lord. So number one, we go to Jesus. We recognize the Prince of Peace. He's over, already overcome fear. Jesus, number two, Jesus understands your fears and he hears your prayers. That's important to know. The Bible says that Jesus faced everything, every temptation, yet did not sin. Jesus Christ can, can not only conquer your fears, he can relate to them because he experienced everything you're feeling during this time on earth. Isn't that comforting? Or is it not? Therefore, don't be embarrassed or ashamed to go to God with your worries and fears. But let me tell you something. Don't bring them out of that place with you. Leave them at His feet. Leave them in His hands. Take them to Him. Say, God, I'm dealing with this. How many times did David through the Psalms say, Ah! You can almost hear it in, his, in the passages. He's like, Ah! But then he says, You're so faithful, God. And I'm wrapped in your love. And surely goodness and mercy follows me all the day of my life. So he went in and he told God about his situation and he left it there. If you're frightened, tell him. If you're scared, run to him. If you're weak, ask for help. I would say this. Don't run to your friends first. Don't run to Facebook. Don't run to Twitter. They're all lame. Run to Jesus. He's the author and the perfecter of your faith. And he better, no better than to run to the one who made you and designed you and knows exactly where you are. By the way, what's wrong with admitting our weakness? Because in, his, in our weakness, the Bible says he is made strong. So you're like, ah, I'm just tired, I'm weary, I feel weak. And I, or whatever it is, you bring it to him and gain his strength in the moment. Gain his strength. Walk in it. Accepting that you're not in control is one step to surrendering, surrendering to the authority of the one who is. A lot of times anxieties and fears come because we want to be in control. We want to work it. We want to do it. doesn't mean that God doesn't use our efforts. But I would say this, trust the Lord with all your heart, as it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and lean not to your own understanding. Just make sure you're not leaning on your own understanding when you're trying to work out the situation. Anybody with me? When you lean on your own understanding, then you're actually going to be working it out in your own knowledge. But the Bible says to trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. And there's peace in that. Some of you are tempted to get ahead of God 
when God says, I want you to wait. Some of you are grabbing the crowbar out of your trunk and starting to pry doors open when God's going to give you a key. So put the crowbar back and wait for him to give you a key. It's a lot messy. And you don't have to walk around a mountain again because you gave in to the temptation of getting ahead of God. I tell you these things out of experience. I tell you these things out of what I've walked through. And I try at all times not to get the crowbar out of the car to pry open the door anymore. Oh, God's like, oh, oh, oh. I, I'm like, no, God, I, I, yes, sir, I'm leaving the crowbar in the trunk. I'm going to wait for the key. What does it say in Isaiah 22, 22, Catherine? I will give him the keys of the house of David. I will open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. Take that promise and walk it out. Isaiah 22, 22 is for you. Isaiah 22, 22 is for you and you can be at peace we know the scripture Philippians 4 6 and 7 Paul wrote because you know accepting that you're not in control is one step to surrendering let me just say this we have to do the letting but then once we do the letting we need to rest in the and not be anxious and wait for God's timing because Paul says this, he says, be anxious, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and guess what happens? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, that's where we get that that. The peace of God will transcend all, it blows you away. You don't fully understand it. How many of you have ever had that moment where you're just like, peace that comes upon you in the midst of the situation because you, you took your focus off the situation and God just gave you an incredible peace. It passed your understanding, but man, it was amazing. Oh. He says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. Number three, make Jesus your only rock. He is stronger than your circumstances anyway. Make sure Jesus is your only rock. What does that mean? Well, Jesus told a story of a man who built the house on sand, and when the rains came, well, what happened? It washed the house away. It shifted it because it had no good foundation. And then he said, he said, it wasn't so, though, for the one who built his house on solid rock. And you find that in Matthew 7 and Luke 6. The wisdom here is that there, we are only as strong as our foundations. And if our confidence and peace is anchored to things that can be taken away or destroyed, then our confidence and peace will go wherever they go. Tough times remind us. Finances can be lost. Homes can be damaged or destroyed. Possessions can be stolen. Relationships can be broken. Leaders can fail. And even our bodies can be susceptible to sickness, injury, and death. And these are all tough things to walk through. They warrant a measure of sadness and grief in our life and Christians should be empathetic as it says in Romans 12 15 to helping those who are walking through those and encouraging them through those things that they're walking it through however as David wrote in Psalms it says in Psalm 62 1 and 2 truly my soul finds rest in God my salvation comes from him truly he is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress I will never be shaken. I remember 
as a kid, went fishing with my dad and my grandpa who went to be with the Lord, W.A. Edwards and my dad. We went fishing. We were out on this old rickety. They were fishing on the bank. We weren't catching anything. They still fishing. I'm like, I'm bored. Typical instant success kid, you know, where, where's the fish? I put the pole down. I said, Dad, I'm just going to, and I, they're just fishing. I went down the bank and went down and went for ways and went, and uh, I saw, oh, wow, that's cool. Look at that. There's a, there's a, there's an old dock there, and it was missing like every other board, and then it missed two boards, and then it missed another one, and it was literally like this, literally like this. I don't know where it was in Florida, but somewhere in Florida, but so I was having fun, balancing all the way to the end. I said, I'm going to, my goal, I'm going to get all the way to the end of that dock. Literally doing this. I mean, like, up, and then up, and then up. I'm on the end. Then I look down. And I was like eight feet to ten feet out now. And I saw, looking up, is the largest gator I've ever seen. He was the full length under the dock and he's like this I look down like this and he's looking up like this and he says please fall down I'm not kidding you I was like dad it wouldn't have mattered if dad came to me I had to carefully backtrack and I'm telling you I could not swallow the fear of that alligator was real. Matter of fact, if he had just swept his tail and hit me, he could flick me off easily. And no more Nolan. See you in eternity. Let me just say this. That's not how some of you today are doing this. With your life and sin and stuff like that, you're like, I can do it my way. I don't have to be on God's solid foundation. you fall in you know what's going to happen get on solid ground on the rock on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking make Jesus your only rock Make him your strong hold. You see, if you only allow God to govern just a little bit of your life, then you will experience just a portion of peace. The more you let him govern you, the more you think like he thinks, and you act like he acts and say what he says, the more you will be at peace. Number four, believe. You guys getting anything out of this? All right, just stay with me. Got 15 more. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Believe, believe that Jesus is with you in the storm. Believe it. It's one thing to know that you can cry out to Christ and to God in the midst of the storms. It's another one to know that He's right there with you. Knowing that you're never alone in, in, any, in, in and of itself is a promise of peace. Inviting peace to rule in your heart begins by inviting the heart of Christ to rule in your life. While you're talking about walking on the rickety and the keeping, I never, I'll never forget that. It's funny how the times I do remember it because it's um, that story. I'll never forget that story. I'll never forget walking out on that rickety thing. But here's the problem. It says in Romans chapter 8, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. No matter what happens, remember that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Romans 8, 38 through 39. God is for you. You heard that this morning. God is for you, and he promises to never leave you. It says that in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. You are never, ever alone. 
So you can always be at rest. You can always be at peace. So when the bully of fear threatens to steal your peace and pick it, pocket your joy, remember that you have an even bigger friend by your side who won't let that happen. And sometimes you just have to let him fight for you. Hear me. Sometimes you just need to stop, rest, and let God fight. Do your fighting with your praise. This is how I fight my battles. I'm praising God. I'm worshiping God. I'm blessing His name. And you know what? He's going to fight for me. And He fights pretty good. That's an understatement. I said last week, it's like showing up at a gunfight with a nuclear weapon. And that's what God does. Move aside. God will make a way when there is no way. Number five out of 15. Kidding. Last two. Focus, focus on what God is doing and wants to do in your life. Focus on what He's doing. Some of you, you need to take your focus off the past because God is actually doing something if you recognize it. But if you're looking always in your rearview mirror, you won't see the future that he's sitting right in front of you. And let me tell you something. You can't can't drive a car with your rearview mirror. You're going to crash into something. You're going to crash with an emotion. You're going to crash with an attitude. You're going to crash with something. If you keep looking into your rearview mirror of your past, you must look through the windshield of your future. There are a lot of things that can distract us and turn our attention away from God, keeping our focus on fear. It all depends on what you choose to focus on and what voices we choose to listen to. The Apostle Peter had the unique opportunity to walk on water with Jesus. And we know this, and he was walking. We brought this up in several times recently, especially on the message about getting out of the boat. But let me tell you something. It's so true that we keep our focus on Jesus Christ He is the author. He's the perfecter of my faith. He is the one reigning. He's the one on the throne. And by the way, spiritually, we are seated in heavenly places with Him. So no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So I keep my focus not on my circumstances that seem so big. I put them on my big, great, big God and Jesus Christ who's sitting on the throne and He rules and He reigns and He is the one that's with me. He's the one that I put my focus on. I focus on what God is doing in the immediate. David was confident. See, David was confident when he faced Goliath because of what God had already done in his life. And he was able to take that confidence into the battle along with the Word of God. He took his experience with God and he went and knocked out the enemy that was there. Giants are never meant for your defeat. They're always in your promised land for your victory. When you focus on what God has done and is doing, God can do what God can do, what He's doing and wants to do in your life. You will see, this is what you will see. Miracles where others see mountains. You'll see victory where others see defeat and peace where others have surrendered to fear. Look for what God is doing and already doing and moving and doing the incredible, and you will not be disappointed by what you find. Paul reminds us, finally, brothers, it says in Philippians 4, 8 through 9, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received and heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Number six, last one. Let go, let go, and to learn and learn to trust in God's power and promise. Let go and trust. What do we let go of? Let go of anxious thoughts. Let go of yesterday. Let go and forgive. Let go of anger and bitterness and let the fruit of the Spirit. Do you know the fruit of, one of the fruits of the Spirit is peace? Let it flow through your life. Let go of the need to control. 
Here's a good one. Let go of the orphan mentality and accept that you're a cherished child of God. It's amazing how God flows. The Spirit of God speaks to all of us and spoke to me before the service. I wrote these notes down extra on what to let go. Very interesting. It just shows you how God works. And then Michael's up here saying, I heard God say God is for you. We're singing songs all about his goodness, his faithfulness, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, and whoa, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, and I'm lost in his love. And this is my story. This is my story. And we hear the Lord saying to us, he's hearing the Lord say, and he told me to write this down, let go of the orphan mentality and accept that you're a cherished child of God. His power is greater. You can stand on his promises and they will come true. Wait patiently. It says, part of our scripture today, Colossians 3.16, let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you. Oh my goodness. Folks, we need to memorize this scripture. The Holy Spirit can't bring them to your memory when you need them the most, unless they're hidden within your heart. David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Get more and more of the word in you. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating, listen, permeating every aspect of your being. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Jeremiah 17, 7, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, and they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves, its leaves are always green, has no worries in a year of drought, and never fails to be, bear fruit. I love when you go through times of difficulty and you're in need or you're having difficulty, whatever it may be, don't give in to the fear. Because even the Bible, the, the, Jesus brought up the point that, that uh, even the lilies of the field, they're taken care of. The birds have food. How much more will the Father take care of you? It says in Philippians 4.19, And my God, Liberally, liberally supply, supply, in other words, fill unto full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's never a time for despair. There's never a time to be anxious. That's why the Lord says be anxious for nothing. But tune in. Let, let the peace of God, let the peace of Christ rule and reign in your heart. I'm going to ask our team to come, our, our worship team to come real quick. Just if you can move this way. I want you guys to hear something and we're going to sing along with here in a moment. Just, they're good looking people, but just focus this direction for a second. Whatever you're going through or experiencing right now, remember that God is in control. His power is unlimited and He has a plan. And that plan is ultimately for your good. That plan is ultimately for your good. And His Word tells you that. And we know that all things work together for the good. What does it say in Romans 8.28? Who has it? Who are called according to His purpose. How many of you are called according to His purpose? You have Jesus in your heart. I want you to stand with me.
one of the things this morning is I, I sense the Lord wants to break off the orphan spirit. And that you know that you're a son of God. Did you know the Bible says that perfect love, his perfect love within you casts out all fear? It casts out all fear. When his love becomes perfect, <laughs> perfected in you, fear runs. When you embrace Him and you're committed to walk with Him and He with you, as it says in John chapter 15, if you remain in me, my word remains in you. You get a point to where you know you're going to ask and what you ask is going to happen because He is so good. And it's not based on anything except His goodness, His provision, and His faithfulness as Father. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's Abba. He's awesome. He's Almighty, all-powerful. I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. Some of you here today, you're away from Christ. Let me tell you something. Almost everyone in this room can experience knowing Him and then going away from Him. But you're here today with an opportunity to say, Jesus, come. I, I'm coming after you, and I'm sorry for the life I was living without you. Maybe you're here today, and you're like, I don't know Jesus. I've never had Him in my life, but I want Him. I can sense that you're feeling drawn let me tell you something. The Spirit of God is drawing you today. You know the, the, Maybe you don't know the Scripture. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe you know Christ, but let, you're letting your past hold you back from the future that He has for you because of fear, because of what has happened. You think it's too big. It's bigger than God, and it's bigger than your future can become. But it's a lie. I want the love of God. Just I want you guys just to focus on the love of God and what He has for you and his, your sons and your beautiful daughters of God. And He loves you so much, and He's for you. And I just want you to be able to close your eyes as TJ sings this song. And we're going to sing it together. And let it firm within your being the love of God that He has for you. And let it cast out every ounce of fear in your life. Every ounce of it. can be real with you and say anything and not be afraid you made me and you like what you made you made me and you don't make mistakes and I can be real It's me, it's me. 
Thanks for listening to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. Be sure to subscribe for more content each week. If you'd like to learn how you can partner with us, visit GodsChampions.com.